What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of the excellent podcast. I am your cinematic host, Stefan Whitaker, the head honcho of SW Films. And today, yes, we have a very first, a very special, very, very special first guest on the interview today. Um, this man I went to film school with, we built, we built a very genuine uh, relationship and, and friendship and just overall just brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? This man, first off, is the fucking, is like the, he's like the Hype Williams of, of Florida right now. Okay. My man is killing it. Um, this dude has been doing a lot of really dope shit out in Florida, out in the central Florida area. My man, Mr. Anadari Santana of DPS De Nero Primero Studios is here Big on the podcast. No cap. <laughs> I like to hear that. I'm glad to be here. Excellent podcast. Yes, you sir. Me. No cap. Yes, sir, man. How are you doing today, man? I cannot complain, man. I'm, I mean, I haven't got much sleep, but when do we ever sleep, right? You know, right. Never. Never. Not, not in this lifestyle. <laughs> not in this mm-hmm. lifestyle. Can't do it, man. Well, man, thank you for joining on the podcast today. I know that we've been scheduling this for a minute, um, you know, so I'm glad that we finally got it out. And I'm glad because, you know, people who are watching this podcast and listening to this podcast right now have, of course, been a part of my uh, Stefan's vlogs, the past YouTube channel, and they've seen you on the po- on the on the channel before. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that I finally got you as an interview on here because I've been wanting to do this interview for a minute. So um i'm excited too man i've never really done anything like this i'm not a a big talker you know so for people to be able to access a piece of content where they're like damn i could listen to this motherfucker talk for 20 minutes exactly exactly and i think a lot of people a lot of people definitely want to hear your like opinions and also just your like thought process and how you may have like grown into who you are now so i think that's like super super important that you know we kind of delve into that for your fans and my fans and Everybody mm-hmm. just happens to stumble upon this podcast. So that's what's up, man. Glad it's going to be crazy looking back at this in a few years. Like, yo. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. going to be wild. Super wild. Super Hopefully super I come wild. back for another interview straight up. Oh, of course. By that time, I'll be fine. Uh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So today on this podcast, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about the topic. The topic of No Sweat Pimp. Now, a lot of people who um who who know stefan whitaker and know sw films know that no sweat pimp is my album and some people also might know that you dari were the one that came up with the title unintentionally <laughs> if you know you know we're you know so we're, we're not gonna be talking necessarily about the album we might delve a little bit into that but more of just what the what the actual meaning of no sweat pimp means um but before we delve into into that main topic we're gonna get to know dari some more and then we're gonna delve on that final topic. Uh oh, my man's my man's. Nah, is nah my brother got a fucking ball. He shouldn't be eating that shit. You know, damn well he shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> uh, with the fresh fit on though, we see with the blue. He trying to get the waves right. Wait, see the Dewey? You see me? <laughs> all right, man. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get to know more about about Dari and all that stuff as before we get into this actual um the main topic of the of the of the podcast. But first off, man, first off, let everyone know what you do, who you are, in very in a very brief kind of way, but explain, you know, who you are, the type of work you do, which obviously people who who uh know me and know and have also kind of delved into your stuff know that you are a filmmaker, but 
you're more than that. You're you're like a trendsetter. So go ahead and kind of talk more about uh, who Dari is. And it's crazy because I think when people ask you that type of thing, like, so what do you do? You know, the, the answer <laughs> constantly changes, but you as an individual are constantly figuring, figuring out a way to lay this shit out is easy for people to understand. Like when people come to me these days and they're like, so how do we work? Like, what is it that you do? I'm, I want a video. My answer is so formulaic. It sounds like I've said it a thousand times because I really have, you know, like yeah. what I find myself doing is really sitting down with clients and selling them on the idea that I have an interesting way to push their business, their campaign, their whatever it may be in, uh, in a nice fashion. You know, like that's really what I offer. I've been trying to step back from making videos, uh, little short pieces i've been stepping away from a lot of clients just to tackle a lot more personal projects so i can uh dive more so into what it is i think dinero primero studios should be you know yeah and that's really what it is like when i look at the people that i that i uh aspire to be like what they do is that they're a creative ad agency it's not just them making videos and uh i'd like to be able to get to the point soon where that is all that we do we just sell ideas so uh packages to these people because it's it's a big difference between you having a guy that makes you a video and hey here's a link it costs you this and that versus mm-hmm. me sending you a deliverables folder and me consecutively like busting this shit down with you you know like me caring for an artist's image as much as i care for my own shit is a lot different than me waiting for you to send me some money so we can you know flip it around you know? yeah but as far as what i do i'm uh the man straight up no cat i've been thinking about <laughs> this shit sometimes because it's like i'll be thinking about it like even even this morning it's like damn it's not easy being in a dark antenna yeah. but <laughs> it, I'm, I'm very glad to be in this body picture you know and yeah, uh that's great i'll be making a lot of videos but like i said i step back a lot so i can uh furthermore tackle these companies and figure out what their problem is and meet them with a budget and see where we can meet you know there's a don't get me wrong i make a lot of music videos personally like uh but that that falls back into the personal project aspect of it like i really these days i really like to work on things that i want to work on so you might not see me work on a lot of projects but everything that i'm pushing out for whatever reason me and that content have uh some sort of relationship or me and that person have built that type of relationship where we could do something like that you know absolutely man that's that's great uh, first off the, the key word is i'm the man <laughs> I'm, I'm the man that's that's what it's all Great about out. here on on the interview man is i want people to speak to their excellence and uh i love that so that's really really dope um with all of that being said then how how did you get into being being in this position like what what made you to do this career path like what made you say hey i want to be a filmmaker um I've never really looked at the, I've never really looked at the space as like, damn, I want to make movies. Of course, at the end of the day, I'd like to be able to make episodic, like Dexter, things like that are really interesting to me, at least for the short term, because I mean, it's a, it's a TV show. It's only, uh, the life of it really, most shows don't last more than a season, you know? So yeah. try to get yourself around a good group of people and grow from there. But that's really where it stems from the Netto Primero Studios, Money First Studios there's a thousand different ways to make this money, you know, and videos and merchandise, which we're very fortunate to have been on our second season. 
this uh this last june 16th we dropped our second collection and then we did a collection before that in october and it, we're doing very well we we feel we feel very uh excited to move forward with with future releases and i've already been working on mock-ups like that's a whole different side of this thing so yeah. you could tell how vague it sounds but at the end of the day you just have to step back and figure out what it is your client needs because they don't they don't need much man you just gotta really listen to your clients you know yeah that's what's up i mean well well what kind of like origin because i mean we both went to full sale university shout out um we both mm -hmm. at full sale and uh like what kind of pushed you and i remember you told me this before probably obviously but like i fucking forget what pushed you to actually say i want to be like to take it to that level to go to film school to go through all them fucking ridiculous classes that we went through in the two years you know uh like what pushed you to want to do that like did was there I think a lot of it is uh a fear of the unknown like uh i think in america we live in a society where a piece of paper is valued very heavily mm -hmm. and that's all you know when you're in in the school system is like all right well let me go to school so i can pay some more money so i can continue going to school and i can get a job and i think if someone were to tell me way earlier on you don't need a degree to do what it is you do i wouldn't say i wouldn't have gone to college i, I very well would have gone to college because it's an experience in itself social networking um the the strenuous schedule of what it is that we went through it's uh things that you can't trade up on like when i tell people that i shoot movies or i shoot music videos they they're comfortable with just having gone to work and back you know like they they can't see farther than that so uh what really pushed me to move forward with this with this uh entertainment space i wouldn't even say it's just the ability to make my own schedule but the way i look at dps the netto primero studios is i mean let me make this money a lot of people say um money's not going to make you happy but if i can put money in the pockets of those people that make me happy that's gonna make me over the moon you know mm. so i don't i don't think too much about it like the pain that i'm going through but if my kids can get fucking iron man suits you gotta you gotta make that shit happen it's not gonna happen overnight you know I love that. If I can, if I can put money in the pockets of people who make me happy, then I'm that. I love that. That's really cool. That's really cool. I think that's a, that's an understatement too, man. It's crazy. Cause it's just like, you know, I, I think um, as I've kind of gone through this film shit, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, my, my passion has always been the same. It always grows. And I feel like the purpose has always been the same. We're going to delve a lot into purpose too. But um, I like that as far as just like kind of the fear of the unknown, you know, because me, I mean, film was like that was kind of like what it was for me going to full sale. Like before I went to full sale, I almost committed to fucking being a zoologist or a zookeeper or some shit. Honestly, imagine that. that. <laughs> imagine that, bro. I would have been, man, I would have been fucked up. But like, Arkell <laughs> Whitaker. <laughs> I'll bet. Man, like it's crazy. So, you know, but film was always a passion. Like I was always writing stories, about, you know, shooting like these dumbass little prank videos with these cameras that I had and like all that kind of stuff. So all kind of built up. But, you know, we all kind of stray away from that sometimes. Like at first I thought football was going to be something for me or just sports in general. But it's like, nah, you, you, delve, you dive into that, you know. So one thing that I want to talk about on the podcast is just how we specifically met. Um, so once again, we went to Full Sail University, and we were in a, I, we were in 
a class. I forget the class, whatever that first class was in Full Sail. But it was me. It was you. Well, actually not. At first, it was just me, Corey. You remember Corey, uh, Nick, um, Jesse. And it was just them. And I remember. Yeah, I, yeah man. The, the old group. Holy shit. I remember. Shout out Jesse, man. That's yes. crazy. Shout out all them boys. For real. Shout out all the guys. And like we were. Um, I remember I didn't have a car at the time because like my bike had gotten stolen, you know, on off of uh, uh on campus. I forgot about that. Yeah, during that's the orientation, real. man. So I didn't have what it. an introduction to Florida. What the fuck? Yeah, man. <laughs> Florida. Yeah, that's that's when I knew Florida was really fucking wild and crazy. Uh, Straight up. <laughs> my bike on the <laughs> yeah, you know, but like um, but yeah, so like I remember Corey and then they offered to like take like like take me home and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. So they took me home, boom. And then I remember you got introduced into it. I forget when, but like maybe when we had our first little thing that we had to actually like film. If you remember, it was like me, you, Nick, Corey, and I think Jesse too. We were all we had to film something. And um we all got together. It wasn't that we had filmed. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that project because it wasn't uh it wasn't when we started doing the pantyhose boys yeah thing, you oh, know? that was its own thing that was crazy that was his own thing but that shit was hilarious but yeah we started filming some shit and then i remember you took me home one time i think we were at your apartment or some shit back when you it was like when you were like kind of close to like ucf the uh, university of central i think Florida. i think we was at four rivers or somewhere no we went to zachary's in that area uh right yeah 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 you're yeah, right straight up yeah. That's crazy. I don't think you had to eat in Zaxby's until that point. Yeah, never, because they never had that shit in Indiana. It was always just, uh, it was, yeah, just like the Southern shit. But um, you took me home, and I remember we started talking about Kanye West. We started talking about hella music and shit. And from there, it just, like, it really kind of spawned, like, a real kind of genuine friendship, uh, especially over the music. And then I think we talked about a little bit different films and shit and music videos and all that kind of stuff. But then the moment, the moment where it really, I think where the friendship really got solidified, if you you know the moment I'm about to bring up, when we wrestled each other. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yo, let me tell this story. I think we was yeah. in class, and Stefan was telling me he wrestled, and I was like, yeah, I've been to wrestling practice with my brother a few times. He's like, all right, shit, we'll look good at then. All right, bet, no doubt. And I don't even think it was later that night. I think it was later that week. And the, I had told you guys to come through to a party at the at the quad yeah. and uh you you pulled up to the crib and you we hadn't even like i got to the party i was already chilling and shit and then y'all came through and i was like what's up and then i was like yo y'all trying to you kind of trying to run it i look left i look right I look, yeah i mean sure why not like all right bro we go to my front yard like literally down the street all right let's get started and we have Corey, nick and chris just watching brandon the one it kind of reminds me of that fucking, I don't know if you ever played Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, but it's like, you're you're in a circle. It's kind of like you're a sumo wrestling almost, you feel me? But me and Stefan are sumo wrestling at this point. And every time I try to do something, Stefan goes from behind and he goes like this. And then he goes like that and he flips me. I'm like, all right, damn, we got to get back in. Go right back in. Oh, Moves behind again, grips me, throws me again. I'm like, damn, man, this shit is tough, but can't give up. And I remember continuing to go to bat, go to bat, go to bat. Like, he, he trying to get it. And then I, you get sore. I mean, I got fucking uh, cross, cross uh, stains on me and shit. But at the same time, sometimes you just want to like go at it, but not because you uh, you have any sort of like 
animosity built towards anybody. Yeah. But because like you have so much respect for somebody, you could you could really do that. I like I fight with my brothers, you know. Yeah. That's really that's really like that. And yeah. That so, was, you know. It was crazy, man, because I think if I remember right too, the one the one the one essential part I think that we're missing a lot is that our group we used to roast the fuck out of each other all the time. Like Mind you, right? We used to roast each other all the time. Now, let me tell. Let me say this, right? Uh, this, this is this is a real. This is a real thing. Like me coming from Indiana, and I had a lot of white friends, right? Like roasting, like when we roast each other. You know, when white dudes roast each other, it'd be on some really weird, wild shit. Like you know, just some stupid. Like your sister type shit. <laughs> <laughs> like some funny wild shit like that. But then when like when you got a group of like minorities black like i was like the one black dude you're dominican so you black too basically then we got Literally. uh cory <laughs> jesse and nick they were like puerto rican i think or one of them was dominican too i think i don't know i think most of them was puerto rican but when we all got around each other but we was it was a different kind of roast so i ain't gonna lie man those type of roasts were the only the ones i was only like privy to when i was like around cousins and shit i'm like damn these motherfuckers mm-hmm. really roasting the shit out of me so i'm like all right <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm like, okay. So like my my thing was, you know, I was I came back, you know, I was came off playing football and rugby and all that kind of stuff. So like and I worked out and everything. I was like, all right, fuck it. We all this roasting shit, let's ro- let's wrestle each other. You know, like you know how how dudes do it. They'd be like, oh nah, fuck that. I'm gonna beat your ass type shit, whatever. So we wrestled each other. And I think that was a moment of like you said, true respect, man, because it was just like just the fact that we did that right outside your apartment in front of all, like, it was not, it was like in front of people. It was, just, it was just, it was some shit, man. And I think that was like one of those moments where it was like, nah, really got, really got each other's respect in that moment. Cause it was kind of like a moment of humility for the both of us. And I feel like humility is such a huge thing that I've been like kind of uh, privy to a lot in my ever since film school. So I, I thought that was a really mm-hmm. dope moment. And, I, and there's a lot of other really crazy and dope moments too that we have but man that is just one of the moments that i'll never forget honestly from uh, that was pretty early on too like i don't even think we had taken our prerequisites like for us to have had to take those fucking bullshit eyes classes and film yeah over it but so i feel like having gone to full sale you have built quite a network around yourself depending on what it is that you really focus on and i still work to i still work with people that i went to school with today you know and i graduated 2016 yeah so yeah, you know, like when people ask about like what is it, and like you learned all this shit in school. Hell no, nah, I did not learn this shit in school. School is not teaching you how to edit none of that shit. Like you have to really have the ambition for this because you could have a a four GPA, but you could have never done anything for yourself. Right, man, that's true. I mean, I think that makes me want to delve into uh, the topic of full sale, kind of just briefly, because you know uh you we were in the same you know full sales classes and systems is all set up kind of weird right so it's like an accelerated program for the film program and it was like every month there was like a group of classes and me and you were in the in the class for a while but then i think you took a month off or something and then you were mm-hmm. a class behind a month behind me or something like that so then i had to, i kind of had to find a whole new group of people because i'm like fuck man dari ain't here you know and of course that <laughs> <laughs> Dario, you know, like that introduced people like you know Nick Lamberson, shout out Nick and Deshaun, Trevor, Ty, all those folks. But um, yeah, but then we, you know, me and you still kept in touch and everything. And then you know, I kind of, I think I kind of fell off friends with like Corey, Nick, and Jesse, and them. And then it was you know really just like hitting you up and see what the hell you were doing sometimes. So for you though, with Full Sail, 
kind of looking back at it, we've been out of we've been out of school, college now for like five years, which is kind of fucking. Yes, so, like, yeah. do you think that like, like from where you're at now, do you do you kind of accredit a little bit of some of that knowledge and a little bit of some of your expertise to like having to go to film school? Like, do you think you could have been at as skilled as you are without without film school without full sale? Not that I couldn't be as skilled, but to say that I wouldn't be thankful for the advance. What I learned in, because like how you said, I had to take a month off. I had to take several months off just so I could take up opportunities outside of school and shit. And that's what I, what I get at when I mean, like you could put all you have into school or you could stay up late nights and go film shows like fucking Travis Scott. And that's what really, uh, you remember me and Freddie, that's all we really did going to school and shit, just trying to, figure out how to do some shit for ourselves because me trying to be the writer or director of a project at full sale, that's cool. Congrats, you know, but like to be able to build a, to be able to build an income off what you do is the craziest thing in the world because nobody could sell you on anything. I, I work at Amazon right now. When people try to tell me to do this and that, I'd be like, motherfucker, I can go home and edit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really that interested in this shit, you know? So yeah. not to say, there aren't other opportunities for you there aren't other people trying to push that rock for you but uh betting on yourself 10 times out of 10 you're gonna knock that shit out of court we're like leaving in yourself and uh i think to say full sale gave me the when i i took classes that gave me the scientific knowledge behind what it is people feel and understand when they're watching any particular theme uh, wherever they may be to, for it to be something as simple as like you're watching a, a clip at 60 frames per second and that might be able to make you nauseous after having watched that for quite some time compared to you watching something at 23.9. Like that's not some shit that you just fucking find out uh, making music videos on the street, you know? And that knowledge may not seem important to other people, but when I run up to people and I tell them how excited I am for this fucking uh, light foil and they have no idea what it is, you know, it's that, that type of difference is like, you see where people uh you know where people stand at and i feel like i'm so interested in uh the understanding of so many things aside from not only like aside from what i do right now you know so that i say it a thousand times bro that dts shit like to be able to make this money off videos off merch off whatever it is that i seem fit to do with my time for real for For sure man And, and i feel the same way i feel like you know um, I'm grateful to have gone to film school, you know, because I yeah. I think what, what I'm mostly grateful about is that, like, I went for the shit and I made it happen. You know what I mean? And like, because I remember right when I right before I went to film school, you know, I was letting people know. Like, I remember the way I came to Full Sail was actually I was looking at a school and uh, back when I was wanting to be a zookeeper and shit, <laughs> I was looking at a school that had. <laughs> Yeah, literally there was a school in florida i forget where in florida but it had it had a zoo on its campus and it like you know zoo zoology was like a big like degree there so i was like all right maybe i want to go there i don't know why the fuck i was looking this deeply into that shit but like i was looking in that area and full sale popped up and you know full sales in florida so um i i went and signed up for the shit i kind of realized at a certain point like you know what no nah, i don't want to do the zoo shit like film has always been an interest to me but like no one, no one was there to remind me that film was my passion. I had to remind myself, like love my mom and dad. But I mean, I think they they always seen it, but they didn't like maybe 
like hone in on it and really pay attention until I told them I want to go to full sale. So I remember yeah. honestly, Transformers. I, I the, the the series sucks, but like the very first Transformers movie, it's kind of inspired me to like you know what I kind of want to go to school for this, and I kind of want to just go to school for visual effects at first. But then when I looked up full sale, I looked at some of their their you know kind of branding and commercials and just seeing what they did. I'm like, man, I want to be on set. I want to be a director. I said, I've always kind of been mm-hmm. into this. I've always been in, into like teaching and coaching and mentoring. That's, you know, that's what directing really is. And um, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go, I'm going to actually go to school for some shit that I've, that, that in the back of my mind has always fucking been there. And uh, yeah, man, I, what made me happy about it is I said I was going to do it. I did it. I got a scholarship that cut my shit in half, still need to pay it off, but I got the scholarship. <laughs> and and uh i went in there and and also a lot of people a lot of my friends at the time hated on me for some reason for going to full sale because it wasn't a university you know what i mean and i'm like man get the fuck out of here so you know but still regardless it like i'm, I'm very like happy i did it the only thing that i will say that i didn't like about full sale is that um i never got to build up any like close relationships with like the the staff or teaching to teachers at there mm-hmm. at school because you know, there's a lot of people that we went to school with, man, who, you know, I don't want to like hate on nobody because, you know, hopefully everybody's doing what the fuck they wanted to do in school or whatever. But a lot of people was the teacher's pets. A lot of people like to kiss ass. I did not like to do that, and especially because no one really liked my group of people. No one liked me, Deshaun, Trevor and Ty. It's like, oh, y'all group of all you guys are a group of different cultures. Y'all don't belong together. Y'all are fucked up. <laughs> That's kind of just how how I kind of felt. You know what I mean? And I always I've always felt like I've been looked at as the underdog even still with all the you know dope shit that I've done. But like at the same time, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be that person. So I never built up any close relationship with any teachers or anything in full sale at all. I just had to get it my fucking self, you know, and that kind of just shows with me having to go back to Indiana and do that. So, I mean, for you, right. Did you have any, like, did you, did you have any like good resources from full sale that you could use afterwards? Like after college? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I like bro to this day, I'm still working with those people that I had graduated with or, was in their class at one point or another. And uh, wow, it's raining. Kind of Florida weather, you know, it's weird. Florida weather. But uh, <laughs> when, you, when you went over, like there are teacher types that really like, some teachers like more people more than others, you know, like yeah, I'm not really uh, the most confrontational person. So I can understand why somebody fucking would walk up to me and be like, here's an opportunity, you know? Because shit, I'll knock that shit out of the park, you know. And uh, when I see when I see that shit happen, even to this day, um, you can't get mad at it. You know, when somebody doesn't want you to be on their team, that's completely fine. My team is still winning. That's how I be think about it. Like when when I tell you people at Amazon, like where I work at, is uh, they really be trying to sell you on some shit. They be trying. To, Hey man, work a little harder, stay a little longer. You can fucking, I don't know, make an extra 25 cents. My nigga, no, I'm gonna fucking go make a video and I'm gonna go make that, you know, whatever it is I need to make. And uh, for me to be able to do that these days, it brings me a lot of peace because I used to be kind of anxious about this shit. Don't get me wrong, I was making films in uh, 2018 and 2019, I make as much as I do at Amazon. But for me to not have to worry about when that is coming, it brings great peace to you, you know, and to be able to do both of them at the same time. And then figure out what it is that you want to do with your finances. Like, just take a minute to really think about this shit because you could you could spend this shit really quick, or you could take like incremental changes so you can make a big difference in the future. You know, so that's why I've been taking oh DPS is the knowledge as well. You know, so 
to be able to know what you want to do with your money when you have it is very important. And I have a lot of things that I, I want to do with the money, you know, so not even the merch aside, like there's a lot of things that need to be funded in order for us to continue doing what we want to do. And uh, we don't always want to have to pay for that shit. We want to be able to find producers that are as interested as pushing us as we are, you know, so to be able to build that catalog and be able to build that network that we graduated from full sale with, it it uh, stands the test of time for you to not have to be like, damn, this is my competition. Because if we're building a monopoly, like it's forever and always like when when I tell you like it's like this, bro, that's life. You feel me? That's not that's not going to be any different tomorrow, you know. So I have definitely been able to keep in touch with those people uh, from full sale that you know like they they really tap in and and they support and I I do my best to support those that I feel are really trying to make that uh, change for themselves. You know, I'm very happy to see people like my boy Freddie, people like yourself, Stefan, like there's a lot of people going crazy that I had graduated with. And it's crazy when uh like you're interviewing me, right? But you have crazy shit on the way, like incredibly crazy shit on the way. And I feel I feel good about my shit, but I'll be like, damn. All right, Stefan, I'm trying to get on some big projects, man. Cause like what I do is uh like I said, so formulaic. I I've grown so accustomed to being able to flip this shit so quick. I'm not uh, trying to go with the back and forth. And to be able to have shit placed like that on set, yeah, it takes time for your finances to hit where they have to hit. But once you're solidified, I mean, it's not even worrying about when the money's coming in or when the next gig is coming in. You know, it's it's uh, how we talk about the time, like your availability is key. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, I think, to kind of build off that point, right? Like we're all doing amazing dope shit. Like I've done a lot of really, really, really dope shit in the past. I mean, I've been doing this shit now. I would say as soon as I graduated from full sale, and I'm sure you would say the same thing, say the same thing too. Like when we graduated from full sale, that's when our professional like shit started. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least that's what I would say for myself. Like I, so five years professionally doing it. The thing is though, is like, I look at different spectrums spectrums of shit like i live in california now and i've worked on a lot of really really big ass dope shit and i've met a lot of really mm-hmm. people's experiences that i'd never thought in my life that i would like you know experience um but the thing is is i also look at like my main priority which is sw films my production company and uh i look at it and I'm like all right i'm not everywhere where i want to be with that once i kind of feel like i'm in positions to where sw films is at a at a at a at a height then that's kind of when I start to feel a little bit better. Like me being on projects is like a second, second AD. I've been doing that a lot recently. And then just even being a PA on just like really big ass shoots is amazing. And, you know, it, it's still like, it's still like a very privileged experience, but at the same time, it's like, damn, my main priority, I really want to get off top. Like, I love what you've been doing with DPS uh, just with like actually building instead of just being like a production company, you're like really building a brand and like trend setting and just like, doing stuff with clothing and just also kind of like being, being almost a, just being like a real kind of like, I mean, I guess trend setting is the main thing. It's just like specifically, like you have people that are not just there for the video. Some people are there because it's a fucking vibe. I mean, you got matter of uh, fact, show, <laughs> like, where is this shit, man? I, I put, I put this on my, on my hard drive for the people watching on the damn. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. DPS Demon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So it's just like that is like a big thing. It's it's a trendsetter. So I want to get to that, man. Like, 
now that we've kind of delved into where we've where we've gotten heard about you graduating from college and all this kind of stuff, when did you decide to make De Niro Primero Studios? Because I don't uh, did you like you know for me I, SW Films was not even a thing until you know I mean it was kind of a thing in my mind in school, but I didn't get it started until 2017. So like when did you decide to do DPS? I think uh, the housing for DPS has been set in stone for quite some time now because, like, I have a trophy in my house for uh, best editor in 2014 when I was in fucking class. And at that point, I had already been making YouTube videos. So it was just trying to find out what it was called. And it's been called a thousand different things. But, like, it was called the Netta Primero Studios one day when we were, like, driving back from who knows where. And then uh, I think the first video that I had put the DPS tag on in the back was probably like a Caskey show that I shot at Venue 7-8 or something like that at that time because I really got really big into the live show scene like early 2015. You know, it started really going crazy. And uh, to be able to build a network off that and talk to individuals that are still uh, very well-rounded in the industry, it, it's uh, allowed me to develop quite the catalog because now not only do I have music videos, I have live show performances that are, I don't want to even say no names, I don't like name dropping, uh, nah, biggest bro, festivals bro. in the world, you know, and- uh, Name drop, bro, like, fuck it. Like, I, I've name dropped, I haven't name dropped nothing yet, you know, mainly because of NDA shit. No, nah, it's like, <laughs> to for me to be able to film whoever the fuck I wanted down the street from where I live, and never, I, to this day, I've never paid to film a show, but look at all the live shows that I filmed. It was crazy, you know? And uh, I'm not really one to stand in the club. I'll be asking myself why the fuck I'm fucking standing here even when I'm filming these shows. So I like to get in, get out. That's uh, really it for me. I have a lot more fun putting this shit together. But I have to, that's, that's not always right. I have to learn to be more present sometimes. And that's what I'm coming to understand, you know? Yeah, no, we're definitely going to delve into just like social media presence and, and just also just, being being around being like uh, you know around different crowds and groups just to like kind of further certain shit i'm starting to kind of realize that myself too um but i mean okay with dps being well like you know being created like right after college i guess what first off what 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 did the name what did the name bring like where how did you come up with the name and also who is a part of dps because i know there's a lot of you know it kind of feels like a collective i think that was the word i was trying to say earlier mm -hmm. collective of a lot of a really dope, uh, amazing artists who do a lot of different shit. Like, um, tell us about the name. What does that mean? And then the people that you kind of brought on or has come along into the group. Well, I talk about it a lot. If you give me a second, I'll be right back. Cause I, we talk about the merch, but I just want to show you some cool shit. We want to chop yeah. this bit up just for a fucking second. Sure. We'll be back momentarily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like I was saying, uh, the merchandise that I make is very uh, new to me even. So I'm learning as I go. And what I'm about to show you isn't the most exciting thing in the world. But for me to be able to do this whenever I want to is uh, the type of expression that I, that I feel I needed to 
to feel passionate about um, what it is that we do. Because you say that you're very passionate about film and I wish I cared enough about something so I can get other people on board. And I think that's what DPS has become to a lot of people. To me, it's not a collective. It's definitely a uh, business. It's a, but it's more so of a housing, you know, like it's what you want it to be. It's what you put into it. It's not what you want to reap, you know? Yeah. Straight that's, up, what you sow. That's what's so, up. Uh, I, I forgot. If, oh, but let me show you this. Okay. Dope. DPS. Saying, man. So for me to be able to split this shit a thousand different ways, yeah. it means the most to me. So for me to be able to be attached to something like that, um, and it's not even entirely about um my fault it's raining my dog out here fucking playing in the rain <laughs> it's not entirely about you having to do this shit all the time like let me just drop every fucking day i think if you really take your time with structuring the foundation of this and for me to be able to go where wherever it is that i want to go and mix match my dps my drift like it it's the most comfortable feeling and uh even more so when people are like, damn, can I buy that? Yes. DinettoPrimetoStudios.com. Save shit, you know. And uh, for those that don't know, Dinero Primero just means money first and money first studios, you know. Make sure you have that down deposit ready. You know? Hey. What's some hot shit? Pop that shit. Okay. He said money no. first. Make sure to have the down deposit. Beautiful. I love that shit, man. Like what you've created. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways I love this shit because we, bro, when I tell you how fun these commercials have become and that's yeah. really what i have found myself being passionate about is having these ideas in my head like damn i'd love to be able to do this with my niggas and well, how are we going to do that you know and what, what are we going to do that with and those are cool questions to ask yourself versus like damn i got to get these revisions for this motherfucker i don't even like and uh <laughs> oh we're going to talk about mu music videos and and you kind of You've kind of first off, I want to say, man, I'm very, I'm very happy and just proud of what you have built. And it's gonna be crazy to see what becomes like what it becomes in like the next five to 10 years. Like there's so much more possibilities that you got going on. Um, when it comes to just like the branding, right? Like we like you showed me the hat. Obviously, the 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 we have the crazy is this like the main like uh, logo here for the people watching on YouTube? But that's what I mean, bro. That's what I mean. There's like I have a lot of logos, man. My boy Christian Hernandez. Shout out to my brother. You remember Christian, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Christian. Man. My man literally just got engaged yesterday. Uh, oh, shit. Shout out my brother. Congratulations. Congratulations to my G. Uh, I really couldn't do this shit without him. For you to be able to, like I said, bro, for you to be able to find someone that sees what they feel like, it's not easy for me to believe in something so much as you do. You know, like when people come up to me and they're like, here's my idea. Why don't you want to shoot it? Motherfucker, I don't like <laughs> I don't believe in what you're trying to tell me. You know, I, I do this a lot. I really sit down and sell this shit to a lot of people. Yeah. So for me to not have to sell this to my boy Christian and then to want to be able to illustrate and he illustrates everything for DPS, I'll I'll figure out how we're going to place it. We'll go back and forth about this shit all day and uh, we'll, we'll do what we have to do with it. And we go crazy. Yep. And the commercials, man, I, I'm doing what I can right now. But if I could do what I wanted to do, that's, that's what we plan for you know it's uh trying to meet yourself in the middle it's a lot of compromise in, in what we do yeah so speak to definitely speak to more about how um like just the people that are part of dps because oh yeah exactly. like one so thing that I, my one boy 
before you go, one thing that I've noticed about just like DPS in general, right? And one thing I've just noticed about Florida, like the hip hop scene and that, like the, there's kind of like a culture when it comes to like the the Florida, I'll say urban instead of just throwing hip hop in there. But more of an urban like Florida scene, there's definitely like a certain look and feel and vibe. Like, like honestly, like when I listen to like, you know, Triple X, uh, XXS Tentacion and like uh, Ski Mask and fucking Kodak and certain shit, like I feel like there's certain there's certain like like graphically like you know brand wise it kind of feels very similar with florida artists in a florida scene you know what i mean and you like you were born you were born in the dr right or are you born in florida i was actually born in people don't know this so if you want to bleep this part out i was born in haverhill massachusetts you know if you let these people know i was born in boston type shit, you feel me? i forgot yeah i forgot you was in boston type of shit. yeah <laughs> and uh started spinning the block and shit <laughs> yeah, but okay and, so uh, but yeah but like there's a there's a there's like a, a really like certain kind of look with dps that feels like florida you know what i'm saying but still international in a sense so i guess you know kind of speak to that man like i don't know if all of your guys all live in florida all from florida but like speak to all the people that is a part of dps i mean it's the motherfucking man right here yourself uh and the dari santana bro when i look at this shit like how i'll be saying it's the housing. Like, I consider you a part of DPS. You know, there's a lot of people that have gotten me as far as I came today, you know, so I have to pay homage to all that shit. So when I say Stefan Whitaker, when I say Freddie Villamizar, Nieves, he's going to be on my ass for that here shortly, bro, straight up. And uh, John Sebastian, you know, Nassim Jabber, uh, San Rolando, uh, DPS Fabian, that boy he's doing he's doing definitely what he can to, to try to get in here and uh go crazy and that's that's the type of opportunities you want to set up for everybody because a lot of people want to work with you but a lot of people don't care to pay what it is you're asking so for me to be able to pass work down to my cousin you know and keep it in the family and that shit is uh very useful to him to be able to have that type of knowledge at his age you know if I had someone like myself trying to guide me and uh, put me on the right path back then, come on, man. Like, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, great. You know, one, one thing that I've noticed with you two, man, is, like, you definitely keep a nice clique of people around you, you know, and that people that are, just, like you said, people it's a housing. So, like, the craziest thing to me is, right, is those a lot of those people, right, you probably say is probably, like, they're close in proximity to you. And there's a little bit more conversation that, you know, maybe have with them compared to like uh, someone who may be obviously out of state or some shit. I would say for myself, right? Like, I, I, you know, I'm the only part, I'm the only person in SW Films. I don't have anyone else that like handles a lot of shit. Sometimes you know, it's, it's like how the film world is. Sometimes we just bring on certain people. I might have a fucking a DP or a DP or a producer or a, a key grip or a gaffer just, you know, work on one of the productions. But I haven't had like a, a straight up like, collective of people that like i'm like okay these are the people i fuck with a lot and here's here's the type of work that we all do to get do together and like proximities you know situation of course there's like my homies that are here in california that i work with you know but i feel like we're all we all kind of have our own brands and shit that we're doing we all help each other out but i don't have like a close close circuit of people that i'm like we, we talk not just about working and shit but just a little bit more about the life shit you know all that kind of well, stuff. let me say this bro because I, I i hear exactly where you're coming from i I don't even think everybody likes me, but I don't think it's necessarily about liking anybody. I think it's about like seeing what potential you could build off each other and 
seeing if uh, your your work ethic is matchable. You know, if, if I feel like you could bring something to the table in in a capacity that you know, like we could genuinely say that like this is a this is a solid investment in our time. You know, then we gonna we gonna rock with you. And to, to touch back on like who's in DPS, just in case I didn't catch that because I did not say that Christian Hernandez was in DPS. I did say he was my illustrator. But that boy DPS for life. And um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, yeah, I think it's just that like I'm also, you know, I'm still new to the Bay. You know, I'm still new to California. Mm-hmm. I've been here for almost two two years now. And uh like the thing is when I was in Indiana, I definitely had that kind of, but still not much. I had it, but it was more in like a collective sense. Like I was working with a lot of rappers who I would consider really close and like we always did a lot of shit together and uh you know other people like that, photographers or whatever. But as soon as I moved you know, or as soon as, you know, kind of time progressed, a lot of people dropped off and doing what they wanted to do, their passions and shit. And then at the same, at the end of the day, it was, I was just left with myself. And I feel like that's how it's always kind of been. Um, but, you know, we still moving out here. And eventually I think, uh, I think eventually that there's going to be, I'll be able to have kind of that kind of situation where there's a how like a housing of people who are part of SW films and, you know, can help build this shit up even bigger and better. But, uh, back to uh, the, the the projects that you're doing, right? So you mainly do a lot of music videos, which are all fucking amazing. I would agree. With hey. you. <laughs> right. Thank the you, editing is off the chain. Uh, but I know it's not always just you editing it, right? Sometimes other people will edit or direct it or shoot it, right? Or it's mainly you. I mean, not nah, Yeah, I shoot and edit everything for the most part. If there's a project that uh, was shot by somebody else, I make, I make it noted. Most recently, I had Fabian shoot every commercial besides the one I was uh, in Dominican Republic for, yeah. you know, and uh, it's it, not that it doesn't take a lot for me to get what it is I need, but for me to be able to tell my cousin, my two cousins shot my commercial in Dominican Republic. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, you know, so like yeah. it's, it's, it's about what you know you need for the project. It's about like. I don't just go into it blindly. I don't always get the results that I may have thought, in, but to be able to capture this shit, to be able to document this shit in any capacity, it's worth watching, you know? Yeah, I mean, so with that, right? Like you do a lot of the music videos and that means that you have to deal with a lot of rappers, right? <laughs> what? Uh, man, I'm I like, this is something I've always wanted to talk to you about because I have dealt with, uh, especially in the most in the recent like in this recent year or so i've kind of dealt with some ridiculous ass artists i don't even call them artists just rappers <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and musicians you know that i've had to deal with who just um sometimes it is not all that good to work with you know what i mean like we may have created some dope shit but the the build-up to it was was not enjoyable for you who deals with rappers a lot like how how do you manage some of these different personalities and attitudes? Because man, I I can imagine that you had to go through some shit dealing with some of these. I mean, we're still going through shit, you know. But that's <laughs> that's what I've been getting at this whole time, and I'll, I'll touch on some stories where like I've had to deal with some not so great clients. And uh, for me to be able to make DPS the brand uh, more than life, more than just somebody who's making a video, it brings a lot more to the table, you know, and. I don't want to have to deal with this artist who thinks he's the artist. I pull up the shoots and the way I be looking, people be looking like, is this the artist? Yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it. Straight up. That's Definitely my video. So I'm knocking this shit out. Like, um, 
but yeah, I I had a a lot of experience with just people who may not be as uh, understanding or have gone through the process as much times as you and I have. You know, um, you've caught a rhythm with this shit. You know exactly how to lay this shit out for people. This is the first time, you know, like they're they're a little uh, they're a little new to this, and they don't they don't necessarily have a problem with the content you're giving them, but the way they portray themselves on camera, they may look at it like, ah, oh, man, I don't like the way I look. You know, I just pay this motherfucker this and that much amount of money and now I look like an idiot. <laughs> it's not entirely about um, the piece of, the piece of uh, work we're bringing you. You can have any type of content, but it's the way you present yourself and how you present that work. You know, you have to be able to, be able to know your shit's hot with that confidence, you know? And uh, a lot of these people, they, they'll they get, I've had plenty of projects where I get paid for the video, the, the video is ready to be posted and the client doesn't even want to make it public because no, I don't really like the way I look, my shit, like people are kind of, kind of, they're not really, they're not really who they say they are, you know, like I, I know my shit's hot, Maybe maybe it didn't come together the way um, they thought it would. But for people not to be able to have that conversation, and a lot of these rappers are very dry. I, I like to be able to have that quick feedback with my with my clients and whoever it is uh, is trying to reach out to me because I think more than anything, people just want information. It's not necessarily about like, uh, let me tell this man this shit. It's like, all right, this is what you needed to know. All right, bet this talks it, you know. And if for you to be able to point people in the right direction faster than others it, it saves people a lot of time and they know where to get work in the future um so don't sell yourself short because a lot of these artists will uh will tell you like like any other place you might work at they'll tell you a lot of dreams but betting on yourself 10 out of 10 i it's, tell people that all day like, it's, it's crazy man because I'll say this from from a lot of the the rappers in, in like that i've seen you shoot videos for and maybe, maybe this just be me just assuming, but a lot of their music, right? Some of their music mm -hmm. and they talk about, I'd be thinking like, okay, these dudes are probably arrogant or ignorant people <laughs> just in some of yeah. the act. So um, I'm just thinking like, damn, having to deal, and, and most rappers are like that, but I've, I've dealt with some rappers before who aren't outwardly ignorant. Like I don't, you've met my cousin, John, who is like, I don't know if he's a fucking rapper or not at all anymore i have no fucking clue the thing is is dealing with people like that who have all these personalities like how you talk about they're they're new to this right like so i just read i just released um a music video for this r&b singer Dion jada shout out to her she's incredible that was her very first music video and uh, oh, i've seen that hell yeah okay yeah, she she did an awesome job and that was a really fun production um and that was her first video and there's you know when it's there i've what i've been doing a lot recently in the past few years not in the past few years, but in the past year, I guess, year or so, I've been dealing with people who is their very first music video. So they don't really know what the hell they want. They don't know how to go about their branding. Obviously, branding takes a long time, but they also just don't know. They they don't know specifically the process of it because, you know, every different person, I'm sure the way that you like how you speak to your clients and how you go through your productions is also different from how I do it or how like freddie might do it or how someone else might do it so like sometimes we always got to build them up to speed to get to get shit right and uh, you know when i'm working with new people i always try to be as 
uh, patient as possible and just try to explain as much as possible. But then I got to realize like, okay, I'm going to have to explain this shit again and again and again until it finally sticks somehow. But I've definitely dealt with some clients where they're just like, I remember one time, and this is like a lot of the times is people who I haven't even worked with, but I remember one dude, and I guess this could be kind of understandable. One dude came up to me and said, Hey man, have you shot any like turn up, like lit music videos? And I'm like, you know, I think I shot a few turn up videos. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just like, uh, I'm thinking to myself, because like honestly, I get what he was saying, right? He's like, Do you shoot a lot of do you shoot, do you shoot a lot of shit that fucking uh what's his name? Cole Bennett be shooting? Is that the kind of stuff okay. that you're shooting? Yeah. And honestly, like shout out to Cole Bennett, but I don't, I don't edit like that. I don't shoot like that. So you know what I mean? And and mainly because of the budget wise, but also I'm not like the biggest. I do love lyrical lemonade. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not the biggest fan of like all of his videos. But like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't really have shit like that. Like I, I shoot a lot of shit that's kind of like sometimes story or plot line based. I don't really shoot shit that doesn't have, I guess, make too much sense, at least to me um and uh he's like yeah I, I sent him some shit and he was like nah i ain't feeling it he just kind of just was like hating on it you know but that was like just like a random nigga but like a dude who i actually shot for, this happened like in 2017 um i remember i shot a quick little video for him like a like a one shot basically like type thing on a fly cam and uh at the i, I gave him the video gave him the whole edited video it was really short probably like a minute long and when I gave when I when he put it out, right, I watched it way after it got released. And then I found out that my credit, the directed by Stefan Whitaker, was cut out of no, yeah, what the of the video. And I remember looking, thinking to myself, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, uh I I, I it was funny, right? Because I was with this rapper, me and this, uh, me and these two other rappers, or two rappers, one of them who's the person I'm talking about. We went to Atlanta. Um, we went to Atlanta because one of the rappers was thinking about getting signed or some shit. So we did that whole thing. Um, and he released it during that time. And then I didn't realize, like, damn, this dude really cut out my credit. And uh, I was like, what in the fuck? Like, so I was mad. I was I was in that, I was kind of in that in that position where I was like, man, I want to smack the shit out of this person, da, 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 whatever. But it just kind of led to, you know, what didn't work with him forever. And then not too long, which is this music video is released now is, you know, America, America is the name of the video. That same exact rapper apologized to me like in September of last year, some shit and said that he wanted to shoot some videos. I'm like, all right, cool. But then still in dealing with him, I was like, this dude is just bad for business, does not really know. shit. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, this would be my this would be my last time working with that person. See, my thing is this, right? You know, uh, me being we're creatives, but we're also businessmen. We're also entrepreneurs. We're also CEOs. There's certain ways we have to handle shit, right? And, you know, as I speak about my experiences and stuff like that, this is why I have this podcast is like, even though this is an SW Films produced and branded podcast, I'm still going to be super realistic and say wild shit. Like working with rappers, I've, I've definitely have thought about cutting out music videos in total at times. Like, have you- oh, yeah point where if you wanted to cut out shooting any type of shit like that um, people act. i think that's i think not that that's the point that i'm at right now but just to have been able to diversify my my catalog um that's what really set me apart from these music videos because or else i would be having to do these music videos just to have to pay for what it is that i have to pay for you know yeah and um 
to say I haven't like ran into these clients before. Man, they everywhere. I've I've been dealing with some like fucking lunatics. But um <laughs> thankfully we don't have to do that shit no more. There's a lot of well paying clients and if I were to tell you I were to hop out of the rap industry scene or making music videos, not even like that. I'd be just trying to keep me and my people safe. Like and a lot of these situations that artists be trying to put people in are not safe, you know. So oh, I'll be trying to uh if I gotta go into a situation by myself, just gotta know how to really how to well, go about it. To that. Speak to that because there there's definitely situations where rappers, uh artists and musicians will like they, you know, some people grow up, you know, in impoverished neighborhoods. Some people are from the hood, you know what I mean? Some people are from these real kind of traumatic uh lifestyles and they start making music, you know, and uh sometimes they just want to have guns all in their video. I've never I don't want to say I've never shot something where they didn't have guns, but no like real live loaded guns. That music video that I'm talking about, America, that one we actually had, um, we did have a gun on set and it was a real one, but like we like, cause we couldn't get any prop weapons. So that was like a big, big like thing. So I had to make sure like when I did my safety meeting in front of everybody, cast and crew say, yo, look, this is a live weapon. We took out the fucking shit. The, 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 um, what do you call the shit? The, uh, the clip right. we uh opened up the chamber so there's nothing inside nothing at all like this is how it has to go that was something that was a risk and i was like man this is this is you know fuck but no one has ever like said yo i got these ak's me and my me and my homies we all about to squat up in this one shot in front of the car in front of the street we all just gonna aim it at the, at the camera wow so have you ever seen that that short film called you shoot videos I think you might have said this, man. I was going to say that. But, um, yeah, that's definitely something people should watch, man. Because for you to have to possibly risk your life for a quick two thousand dollars, man, it don't take that long to make two thousand dollars. You know, come work at DPS, man. Come holler at us. I would much rather have you hit us up than you go risk your life trying to do the most for people that could get a, a new videographer, a new camera guy, any day of the week. You know, and that's where a lot of these people be trying to box you into. And, we love you over here, man. We don't value, we don't, we don't think about you like, oh, you just fucking nigga with a camera, you know? So care about yourself. Give yourself enough of that respect to not have to deal with these clients and shit. If you can't, if you have to wait to pick up work, diversify, you know, find a different way to push it. But don't, don't just stop because you don't have work coming in. That, that's a lot of what I've had to do to continue what I'm doing. Like I've had to, I've had to film dog shows where I've gotten paid $800 for me and my friends to go film a dog show and uh, stay up in a, in a hotel in Georgia. And that's then it's cool. happened several other times. And dude, that's a fucking dog show. It's the simplest thing in the world. And then another guy's going to come up to me for a music video that's going to take me two weeks to deliver and be like, man, I got $200. <laughs> I need oh, that's hella cool, though. I, that's, that's cool yeah. to see me off from the dog show. I like, I like shit like that. I like how... One thing I love about the shit that I've always say about SW Films is that I'm very versatile. Like I can shoot this uh, a crazy ass dark music video or a really happy ass music video or a commercial that's based on whatever different product or whatever different brand to shooting a fucking short film whether it's a horror film, a drama, an action, whatever the fuck it is. Like I love the versatility of those types of things. And sometimes like, sometimes I just want to do certain products just for practice. Like there's like a, there's this girl who I've met like a while back, um, who who I've heard is like a good cook. I don't I don't really fucking know, but she be posting hella like food and shit on her, <laughs> her Instagram stories. 
I'm like, hey, like, I want to ask you, like, yo, would you want to do a cooking show? Like, I, I was a part of a cooking show production back in back in the Midwest, but then that shit kind of fell through. But I still want to do that just to kind of, like, know that I can do it. I, I, I like to mm-hmm. be versatile like that. So to film, like, a dog show, to hear that this dude with a dewey was wearing, shooting a dog show. <laughs> like, come on. That's, dewey on type shit. That's <laughs> I remember cool, when I, play, I, was in a remote, I was in a seat with a remote. Just and you know, all day for like fucking eight hours. And these dogs are awesome, man. Dogs are fucking safe. Yeah, no, I like that. That's that's cool to have that on the resume. But but yeah, I mean, you know, my thing is, man, is what and I think that you probably have been the same way, or at least that's my question, is like when I was in Indiana, I shot for the same like three artists every single time. You know what I mean? And like I built up mm-hmm. with them until they eventually kind of just decided to stop doing music and kind of just fell off with that. So now that I'm in the Bay Area, now that I'm in the Midwest or in the west i want to like find like a few artists specifically that i can build with um and just have it be that i don't want to like do too many music videos now i do want to direct a majority of like bigger artist videos and of course that's the goal and that's the plan but the artists who are kind of still at like a local level people who are still kind of at a certain level that isn't like super uh heavy mainstream or whatever the fuck it is or even in that real kind of heavy underground movement i want to build with those people so like do you do the same thing? Like you've had a lot of artists that you sh- continuously shoot their videos every single time. Do you have like, I guess. A- um, yeah. I mean, every more so more than off, more often than not, every client that I've shot a video with, whenever they're shooting a video, they'll probably check in with me first. Like what type of time you want, you know? And uh, a lot of the time, whether it be just the, the fact that I don't want to, uh, Man, I could I could work with the same artist for a whole month. Like I I have artists that all they want to do is shoot videos back to back to back. But for me to drop videos back to back with the same client doesn't show enough diversity. And yeah. you want to be able to have that um that catalog with these people. You want to be able to offer that catalog to those people. But I can't make music videos all day. You know, I can't work with the same artist all day. And I want to be able to. And that's the thing, man. I want to be able to get these artists to the point where other people want to shoot their videos because these are nobody knows these artists, you know. But everybody thinks they know these artists. I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, man. And a lot of these artists are just getting started, and I feel them when they they get into this shit, they get interested, they just want to try it out. But temporary, man. I've been doing that's, this shit for way too damn long. You know? That's perfect. How you said it is, you want to get it to where these other other people would want to shoot their videos. That's exactly some shit. So like, there's uh there's Mister Two and Nine. I think you've seen him from a lot of my music videos. A little short Puerto Rican dude. Shout out. Mr. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he uh like I stopped shooting the videos for him. You know, obviously one because I moved out of Indiana. Two because he kind of just stopped doing music. But he's kind of like every now and again coming out with some shit. But also, like, he's an actual friend of mine. So, like, I'm one of those type of people that, okay, if you're not showing, like, you have a passion for this shit, you don't have any drive for this shit, I'm not going to, like, I'm sorry, it might sound it might sound rough to somebody, but I'm not going to help you out. Because here's the thing, like, if I stopped doing this film shit, if I, if I, if I was starting to get real lazy about it, there's only a few people I would probably, uh, people would definitely want me to continue doing it and probably, like, try to encourage me to do it. But, like, I'm about the tough love. Like, I'm not the type of person where, like, okay, you stop doing videos, then, you know, like, all right, whatever. 
like I'm not going to I'm not going to give you the push because you're not you have to do it. You have to give yourself the push first and foremost. I don't give a fuck what anybody says to you. You have to be the one to pick yourself up first to do this shit. So like my thing yeah. is, I kind of just told him, I said, look, I'm not going to shoot videos for you no more because you're not on your shit. And at the same time, as, as I'm continuous, continuing to grow my brand, I'm not, I don't want to be necessarily, I don't want to have that a part of my brand as, you know, as, you know just if you're not going to be on your game, then, you know, I can't have it. So, uh, but I think he just got a video shot by someone else recently. And I don't know how it went, you know, me and him kind of spoke about it and, you know, how that process could go. But it's just, it's like, whatever, man. It's just like, I've always tried to get that, get that way too. I don't, you know, I want to continue whoever I build with here in, in California. I want it to be a situation to where I can build with them. Not like a very consistent, super crazy situation where it's back to back to back videos, because, you know, I do a lot of other shit too, um, that is outside of <clears throat> client work. But at the same time, I do want to build a relationship with these people and uh, can always be that type of person, you know what I mean? To, to kind of get a chance to work with these different folks. But um, with with uh, with all the stuff that you've done with the music video lane and just with the commercials and everything else, you also kind of branched out for a minute and shooting a lot of sh- like films that are on Amazon. Yeah. Um, Amazon. We haven't even talked about that. That's crazy, right? You know, which yeah, is man. nuts, man. Like you were DPing a lot of that stuff. Like how did how did that how did that situation go off? I think it was with uh, I, don't, I think the production company was called DBS, right? Yes, sir. DBS Publishing. Shout out all them boys out there, Brandon. All them boys, like Josh, Joel, they go crazy. It's it's a amazing opportunity that was offered to me in 2018 to film a, a feature film for a publishing company, a book publishing company in downtown Orlando. And I was I was talking to them about it, and like any other opportunity, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool, very interesting," you know. And then they'll go ask somebody else about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting this guy, but I don't know. He's thinking about going on tour with some guy named Lil Pump. And then they may not be put on game, but then their friends like, what? <laughs> you know, so when that producer comes back to me and was like, honestly, I didn't know what to think about you. But then I talked to my friend and he said, uh, going on tour with Lil Pump was a big deal. And I looked up Lil Pump. And, you know, I think I think we should get time, you know, started. I, I mean, yeah, why not? You know, let's let's see what's up with this. So they put me on contract for a my first feature film, which is on Amazon streaming right now. And uh it's called The Haunting of the Whitlow House. And probably still my favorite of the five feature films that I produced with this company. And if Brendan's watching this, he'll be like, yo, what the fuck is this thing to talk about? <laughs> but um, I, I had uh, such a good experience working that film, even though the environment we were in was very new to me. And if you know, you know type shit. But uh, it was uh, great. It was very reassuring for the people that were working alongside me. They would have give me the opportunity to deliver exactly what it is that they were asking for. And I did that shit. And I did that shit. Believe that, you know? And from from there, it gave me the opportunity to make four more feature films, all streaming on Amazon Prime. And so, when I tell people that, they'd be like, feature film? Amazon Prime? Is it really scary? No, nah, they're not really scary, but <laughs> basically, they set a tone for what it is that I'm capable of doing. And Shit, if I could do that shit, if I could shoot and edit that shit, you wouldn't want that for yourself, you know? And for one individual to be able to produce that shit or a multitude of individuals in the housing to be able to say like, yeah, we'll, we'll produce this in, in six, seven days for this budget. And uh, where, where we're coming at it from is 
is a lot different because it is Dinero Primero Studios. But I think what we produce versus what we ask for is very uh, affordable. At least, like, if I wanted a video, I'd probably go to Dinero Primero Studios. Yeah. Because the best bang for my buck, straight up. You exactly. know, they, they really, they offer a good deal, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> But here, the thing is, is like what I what I also try to continue to like do for my productions is it's not just to give them a video, whether it's a music a musician or or a commercial client. I try to give them an experience, right? So, for instance, mm-hmm. for the last two music videos that I shot and directed, um, for that America video, right? Yeah, there was a scene that we shot on the very second day where we had to go to the cemetery. And in the scene, it was supposed to be basically the grown-up version of the of the artist, because there was a kid version of him in there too, but a grown-up version of the artist going to the grave of his father and you know, kind of uh, you know, saying his piece and walking off. And what it was is like, okay, I needed an actual headstone for him to be looking at. So I used the headstone of one of my family members. But it was kind of in a weird spot. And it was also, it was, it's a child grave. Um, so it's like like face planted in the ground. So I'm like, all right, that's probably not gonna work. I had to stop and think about that. I was like, yo, is this motherfucker really grabbing the headstone, put it somewhere else for some shit, but you just went up to that headstone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be wrong. Okay. But that headstone was like actually, that's heavy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that headstone that we actually shot at was actually the artist's actual, like I think it was his grandma, grandmother. And uh he went there. And he actually like really broke down in tears because I think she had like passed away pretty recently from that time that we shot. And uh, it was such a moment because him like seeing how he was actually acting, knowing this dude, you know, even though this rapper, I'm not necessarily like, I don't have an issue with him. I'm not necessarily, I would, you know, I don't want to work with him again, but I, I can respect him in terms of, of his, his skill. I think he's a good rapper. And I can respect just that moment because that kind of showed a little bit of like showing like when someone can when someone can truly show emotion to me in like a genuine way, not just somebody who just cry on tear, you know, toward, like sometimes you can tell when emotions is fake. But like seeing that moment and working with the dude, those emotions were real. Him actually breaking down in tears. And then when we got done talking, I remember, you know, he was just I was just letting him know, like, man, your grandma's looking down. She's proud of you in this moment, whatever. And then I remember I was like, yo, give me a hug, man. And he's like, nah, I'm like, nah, get your ass up, and give me a hug. You know, this is a little dude. So I'm a little bit, I'm bigger than this dude. I said, like, get your ass up, mm-hmm. give me a hug. <laughs> and uh gave me a hug. And like that's a moment, man, that not only him, but I had I had two of my BTS people, I had a BTS photographer and videographer around at the time, who were and his girlfriend or his girl he was fucking with at the time was there. And that was just a moment that none of us will forget, especially him. It's like, yo, the very first technically the very first official video that this dude had nigga broke down in tears and uh in a in a really good <laughs> nigga broke down in tears my nigga <laughs> that's crazy no i'm not trying to joke on this man but bro that's honestly like that's that's such a good trait of yours is, is for you to be able to have that type of uh conversation with these people and like a lot of people won't embarrass themselves to go out of the way a lot of people are too hard cool nigga i know i'm hard like i don't really nigga. yeah so uh for you to be able to offer that man a hug when he needed it he's he's gonna live on with that forever like you were saying you know yeah even if this dude don't don't like me no more which if you don't like me i don't give a fuck but like i gave you a hug nigga <laughs> you, you ain't gonna you gonna <laughs> that shit but like and then another thing is with with uh dion jada her music video like for for that for her very first music video ever 
and her career is like really just starting. She's only released two songs and she's amazing. But like, I remember for that first project or the first day of production, I brought on a, a job shadow slash sit in person, this young girl who's like 12 or 13, her and her mom came in and she's like trying to be an actress and a singer as well. So she got to sit in and be a part of that. We got to shoot at this new, uh, this new, black owned restaurant in Fort Wayne, Indiana that opened up called Elijah's bakery. Go check them out. Like be able, being able to like put together an experience for everybody on set is what I like. You know what I mean? Whether that's just like something, a small moment that could be fun, a small, like what, you know, one day I want to give out like for the crew and the cast, I would like to just have when I, whenever the fuck I get SW films merch made, I want to like give out, you know, free fucking like the merchandise for them to like, you know, just sport. Man, I'm trying to get to that point. Believe that, you know, you just know trying to meet your margins. Yeah, so it's just like the experience is what we like is what is what we like to sell because that's what that's what people remember. That's what people really like, you know. Because I've worked on productions, man, that have been like on bigger productions that have been kind of terrible, terrible experiences. You know, they don't really want to give you a great experience, and uh, and sometimes it, it just isn't because of the nature of the industry and the nature of the job and everything's so fast paced on set sometimes that you don't you aren't gonna have a good experience. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like. I always want to make sure to make my people comfortable and uh, and all that kind of shit. You know, that's that's the important thing. But um, and it's, it's interesting that you say that, too, because you think other people would want that for us. But when we get to set, man, we got to make it go. You got to make everything come together, you know. So yeah. all, all y'all listening out there, if y'all want, you know, Stefan Whitaker to, to be on your set, if you want any dark Santana, anybody, you know, be on your set, make sure you you accommodate in us because yeah. that'll go a lot farther than, you know, like anything. A lot of these people will pay you the money and the experience will be whack, you know, and we want to be able to provide you a great experience. But like, you'd be surprised how a little bit of respect will grow, just being on time, you know, being attentive, being able to get back. It, it doesn't take a lot to be a good person, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. I think the, the most recent accommodating video or production that I've had for SW Films Besides Dion's video, I think that one was pretty accommodating, but I had to really, I had to be the one to accommodate everybody. Like I was the one, I actually, I paid all my crew. I paid for, um, like I paid them out of my pockets. I paid for all the, the studios and shit that we shot in, all that type of stuff. And uh, like, you know, making that accommodating is good. The last production that I've been accommodated was, um, was the metal spinning company, Wenzel Metal Spinning, which is the biggest metal spinning company in America that was, a really fun production to be a part of. That's the biggest biggest thing I've done with SW Film since, which has been great. Um, they were accommodating just the fact that, you know, they paid me enough to get my ass to Alabama <laughs> and shoot. And uh, everybody was cool. Everybody was really nice, you know, which was surprising because, you know, it's Alabama, right? Like you expect to be hella racist. And there's like, you know, there was somebody in there. I remember the funniest thing about that, the very first day of the actual shooting, I went in and I, you know, they introduced me to this guy who was going to be metal spinning this fucking copper or whatever, this bronze or whatever it was. And he had a Trump hat on and uh, I shook shook his, you know, he had, he had to meet me because I'm the, I'm technically the boss there when it comes to when we do the production, I'm the boss. So you have to meet me. So I shook his hand, seen his Trump hat, you know, whatever. Next thing I, next, you know, when I seen him, dude didn't have the hat on no more. He had a, he had a a hat specifically for like the company. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really funny, you know? And uh, I I like to hear that. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I feel like someone said something to him like, Hey bro, like, you know, our director. Check yourself before you rank yourself. Yeah. So that was, that was respect and that was love, but moving on from, from, from the music videos and stuff uh, and kind of back to the DBS situation, like 
what did you learn from that? Like that was a big you shot eight movies. That's a that's a huge deal. I'm not sure. I shoot five movies. I mean, I do have wow. other movies, other short uh pieces, but I have five feature films available for streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But um what did that teach? I think what I what I learned from making all those movies, I think you learn as you go, you know. A lot of uh films taught me a lot of different things, but for you to be able to be on time and punctual and be able to deliver on what it is you say you are, then you're going to continue to get the work that you want, you know, the work that you say you can do. There's a lot of people that come into position and they want these jobs, man. They want to be able to do what it is that, you know, they're being paid for, but they can't do the job, you know, so and then they get stressed when they can't do the job. So if you can't do it, don't do it. When I look at what it is that I want to do, when I say I want to make a creative ad agency, I got to look at what it is a creative ad agency is doing, you know. I was looking at a very interesting job the other day, which was like the, the lead video and audio specialist for the president of the United States. Imagine, what's folks like, how is it that you go about doing that? So I wrote it all down. Like, all right, well, one of those things are done, you know, like, and it's just like being able to knock that shit out. And after time, you would have been able to accumulate. And a lot of the shit is just being able to have the experience on set. It doesn't matter how good you are. I'm very nice at what I do, but I still have yet to work with a TV broadcast company. I've been in many opportunities where I had to like the, the interview, but it just never unfolded the way I needed it to, you know? So there's going to be a lot of different things that you and I are going to do to get where it is where you need to be, but we're never going to be the money making machine that we, we aspire to be by doing what it is we're doing now. We have to do different things. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and it all takes time, man. It all takes time. I feel like, you know, artists in general, we always want instant gratification, which which ultimately that means that we kind of want to rush ourselves as well. And uh, I feel like, yeah, we just, we just got to always realize that it takes time to get into certain positions. Like, you know, for me, I feel like I feel like my life, well, not my life, but I feel like my career really didn't start to I started to get notices a lot, you know, throughout the years I built it up. But I feel like I didn't really get that that notice or that like that look until 2019 which which 2019 was kind of like my real really good year because that was like no sweat pimp came out um that's when i worked on big sean single again music video um i shot that really uh big country music video that was that was pretty popular with sw films um and that's obviously when i moved to california so it's like i feel like that's when i started to get looks especially once i did the big sean shit i got a lot more looks than than i ever from my hometown, from people, you know, from people kind of in close proximity that than they ever, you know, kind of that I had ever thought. And then even with No Sweat Pimp, No Sweat Pimp was like, nobody expected me to do some shit like that. And I completely switched up, switched up some shit, you know, and kind of just uh, changed, changed an outlook. So yeah, it all, it all takes time, man. But I'm glad that you had did that with DBS because like, one, I feel like doing, seeing, seeing the homies do something different that's big and that's like monumental and really cool for them. I think is it's good to see growth. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of, it kind of makes me sad sometimes when I see some of the people that we know from full sale or that, you know, that you may notice in life that, you know, has nothing to do with film. When you kind of see them, like you said, be really content with like this somewhat basic job or basic situation that they're in. And you, you hear them continuously complain about the situation and they, they never do anything to get better from that. Like, Sometimes it sucks to see those people in that situation. You know what I mean? And sometimes you want to help them, but sometimes you realize like, fuck, man, I really can't do nothing for for some of these people. So sometimes you just got to kind of- I'll be telling them, bro. I be, man, if anybody listening right now, look at the NASDAQ, look at what it's been doing for the last five years. Don't say I never did nothing for you, man, because there are too many opportunities that people miss out on because they're afraid to make a very small investment today. Yeah. 
exactly exactly so it's, it's just you know i i think it's i think it's kind of wild man that um it's always good to see the homies really do a lot of really dope shit like it's great to see you do shit i've been happy with um with seeing like freddie do a lot of freddie's done a lot of super super dope shit as well Freddie going crazy shout out my nigga freddie yeah freddie, so, everybody yeah, going wild man you know and, and even shout out to all my homies in full sale that are from full sale who aren't maybe doing shit now like you know uh trevor Paulsich, you know the homie who i was hanging around with a lot he doesn't really do like he him and deshaun were both in la and then they both left la um and uh they're not really doing a whole lot in the film world anymore i don't even think trevor's even like a filmmaker anymore i think he's kind of getting back into it but not not as heavily as he was before um and ty's still doing his thing ty's not in thailand doing hella dope shit but i, I don't speak yo ty's the man what Dude, that's the thing he's inspired for man yeah so i, I want to be able to definitely be on bigger productions like that where we get to rent these fanciest lenses and these fanciest equipment and fucking put a crazy ass setups in a car and go 60 miles an hour down the desert all that shit is very cool um i love with the battles you know so we definitely gonna get there who's gonna be at that table when we get there that's up to y'all straight up you feel me like this know that we have a when i say we me and stefan we do the same thing we have a sincere and uh intentions with what it is we want to put our name on and if we didn't want to work with you we would have told you there's a lot of people that i have to say like no yeah i don't yeah. what we have going on it's not it you know so i think to be able to associate your name with sw films or dna for metal studios today to make be able to make that investment today it's gonna pave the way for tomorrow you know, i had that sw Films music video yeah absolutely because you know the one thing too that we also got to think about and this comes back to the name dropping situation is like sometimes you know coming from you know coming from where we come from uh some people don't want to don't want to mess with you sometimes unless unless you've done unless you've proved something you know what i'm saying like i feel like with the big sean situation i had to like one once once that shit came out to light i felt like that's when people really wanted to start paying attention or really wanted to start acting like they were showing love and, and all this kind of shit and like i've always had a chip on my shoulder all the time you know so like for me i was just like what that like whatever you know and even more when it comes to like like a lot of the shit that I've done recently, and I don't know when, like I said, this podcast specifically is going to come out, but I've worked with uh, even bigger projects, you know, since then that is like going to probably result in the they same. They have no idea. They have no clue. So it's like, and, and it's going to continue to keep happening. So my thing is, is the name dropping situation, sometimes letting people know like, yo, I've I've done all this shit. I've, I've done shows, live shows where I was shooting with Lil Yachty or some shit and, and Playboy Cardi, specifically you. You've done all that really, really dope shit that people have seen. People know the type of shit that you've done. And then when people talk about when, when it comes to me, when they hear, oh, shit, you worked on on Matrix 4 or fucking Venom 2 and got out to meet all these people and all this kind of stuff, Shang-Chi. Then that's when people are like, damn, yo, I really need to come fuck with this dude because of such and such. Like sometimes that happens. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to, I guess, you know, sometimes it's, it's a realization of like, you know what, obviously we're all kind of built as a society to just like love and trust this like celebrity type of state. Uh, and sometimes when you see somebody that, you know, personally, that's kind of like a part of that world, you look at them differently, you look at them as they quote unquote made it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think regardless, sometimes it's not, it's not a bad thing to like, I'm not gonna say flaunt that, but like you said it, man, you the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta let people know you the shit for those specific, not just those specific reasons, 
but the shit that you that you've been able to reach that level from being at the very fucking bottom at the very start of the shit you know what i mean because we're never we're never at least most of us are not born in a situation to where we have any direct relatability or direct connection to that type of lifestyle i didn't have that shit i was i came from a small ass town where i was a minority where i yeah where i was a minority the only a black kid in a very small town it made shit much fucking smaller so the fact that i could get to the level and be working with like big sean keanu reeves kendrick lamar all these people is 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 work it's hard work it's fucking dedication it's being kind of like wildly unrealistic in a sense too like being a dreamer that's how we've gotten to these certain positions so um like you said being able to work with Danero Primero Studios is a fucking it's, it's a privilege for people that they have to realize it's a privilege because not everybody's gonna get the same get that really great experience that you give that I give that all these other cool people give so it's a privilege it's an experience and with that privilege and experience and with that challenge and stuff that we built up it leads me to our our final fucking main topic of no sweat pimp right yeah. um so i want to just kind of briefly talk about what it means to me and then how you gave the gave the name i remember you we were texting about something we were texting about some editing shit actually and uh i, I forget what it was i think it was about some coloring software or something and then you had sent me the link to something and i was like oh thank you bro i appreciate it da, da, da. and you was like ah oh, no sweat it's no sweat pimp and i'm like no sweat pimp I, I screenshot it i was like yo i'm gonna use this for something i don't know what but i'm gonna use it because i ain't never heard nobody say it's no sweat pimp like that's just sounded that's just sounded cool you know what i mean so, i don't know i don't know what made me say that i don't know where i might have heard that but <laughs> that's not cool right no sweat yeah, but that's no the sweat. thing man a lot of things sound catchy i don't i don't hang too uh hostage of i don't think my situation is any better than a situation that i can put myself in you know so if for whatever reason I sell DPS at 800 million, I have another company coming right after that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was just, when you said it, I was like, I'm going to use it for something. And at the time I was creating No Sweat Pimp, but it wasn't called No Sweat Pimp. It wasn't No Sweat Pimp. It was, it was some other shit. I forget the names I had, but like, um, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this and use it. But I had to I had to build a meeting behind it because it wouldn't have made sense for me to just say, hey, here's No Sweat Pimp and not have a fucking meeting. So what No Sweat Pimp means to me, what it meant to me is realizing that things are going to be okay during the negative, during the traumatic times, during the depression, during the fucking the grief. There's always a positive, there's always an outlook. There's always a positive outlook that can come through just belief in yourself. Um, belief in, you know, whatever that may be, you know, because not everybody's super spiritual or religious. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I believe in God. If you've heard the album, you know, people know that. But um, yeah, that's like one of those kind of things, like just believing in yourself, believing in, in, in the power that you can, that you can do things no matter at what state that you're in, that you can continue to fucking climb and, and, and accomplish things. Like <clears throat> with No Sweat Pimp, and you've heard the album, it's, it, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, shit that i talked about on the album that could be deemed like kind of negative or deemed kind of like uh not you know just deemed in a very different way like i talked about fucking suicide on there i talked about fucking i was dissing rappers i was dissing people i was i got to the point on the album when i was creating it and on the album too where i was like i kind of was i was like trying to go go after people who i knew personally who were like in my life 
And that was just one of those things where I kind of built off humility, you know? And I want to talk about humility because I think humility is a big part of the album, right? Like there's the song on the album called uh, Disrespectful where I talk, I was talking to my mom and I'm like, that's, that's probably the most emotional song on the album. And I talked heavily just about all this shit that my mom never really knew. And it, one, it, it was like, it was like, it's, it's a moment of humility to be able to, to, to say this to certain people, right? So for you, <clears throat> as you've gone about your journey as, as a filmmaker, as an entrepreneur, as a human being, like what, what lessons have you, have you really learned in like a humiliating way? Not like in a like fucking egg on your face humiliating, but like something that kind of humbles you to a sense to where it's like, you know what? It was a lesson that it, it kind of helped you get to where you're at today and just the mentality. Because one thing I've noticed about you too, is your mentality has seemed to really mature and like strengthen up a lot since like uh, full sale. Like we'll, we'll get to the message that you sent me uh, whenever the fuck that was when I texted you saying, y'all, man, this shit's going bad right now. But we're going to talk about you for now. What, what humility have you kind of faced in the five years since full sale that has kind of helped, helped you get to a certain spot? I think uh, just to speak on like what it is that no sweat might even mean to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've heard this shit a thousand different ways. I, I think I've heard Tom Hanks say, he says, um, this, this too shall pass. And uh, there's a lot of people that say this shit different. They have different ways of saying this. And there, there's a, a million reasons to, to stop doing this shit. And we, as humans, are very easy to convince ourselves to not do something to procrastinate. But it, it's not even about being your best at every fucking second of the day but for every day that you do your best that's one step closer to your goal you know and a lot of people may look at like oh damn i didn't go today or i didn't go this week that's fine man at least we got started you know and to be able to get started uh it, it just paves the way a lot of people want to know how it is that we go about doing this shit or how it is that they can collab with us get started man because like shit if i want to work with you we'll get, we'll get working you know but for someone to only want to work with me it can't be like one-sided we got to both be bringing something to the table exactly and uh as far as speaking on just very humbling situations you you'd be surprised what instances you put yourself in because like I, I don't even think people know me like that but i don't even think that uh not that i don't think highly of myself but i very at least i think i'm the only anadari santana in the world and that's a that's a crazy ass title and better believe I live up to that, you know? So that's uh, an amazing feeling, you know? And uh, a lot of people will look at what you have going on and they might try to put you in a box. And, and that's fine, you know, for people to look at what it is we do and try to be like, all right, I only want this though, you know? That's, that's cool too. That's why I had to find different ways to push this energy. And a lot of people might not even get back to you. A lot of might, a lot of people may take their work elsewhere, and that that in itself is humbling, you know. Because maybe you need to find a new way to let these people know that like their money is better off in your pocket. Let's believe that. When I be looking at the videos that these people get from other people, I don't even want to say anything. It's like really, <laughs> for real. That's how you going out like that. You going outside, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that that speaks on our team because like if you're working with DPS. I'm showcasing you as an artist. You, if anything, I'd expect you to push DPS the way I push DPS because shit, we we showcasing you, you know. 
So uh, a lot of these people like that idea as well. You know, uh, there there are people that have been with us for a long time that may not support us the way a lot of these new people are supporting us. But that's only uh, that's very artificial. That's very temporary. I have a lot of people that have been with me for a long ass time and I couldn't make I couldn't even imagine doing this shit without them. It would be completely different without them. You know, like the the points in which I've the crazy experiences that I've had to be able to pull those people from those situations. I don't know that those situations would have unfolded the way they did. You know, like I'm only one person. So for me to be able to approach a situation with yourself, with Freddie throughout uh, my, my days in the past. Uh, it shows a lot when not only do you believe in yourself, but you have a team of crazy ass individuals who believe in yourself as well. So, so for me to be able to push that boulder for you and for me to be able to go to bat for Freddie, just the whole team, like we're all winning, no matter if he books that gig or he books that gig, we're all staying busy, you know? Yeah. So to be able to understand that you, you as an artist, you may not feel that like, damn, things aren't going the way I, I thought they would go. They never do, man. They never fucking, you know, they're never going to go exactly the way you thought they would. But try to find a, a reason to push this shit because it can't just be for somebody else. You know, you have to feel a sort of attachment to your project. It, it sucks when you can't feel like you're in, you're interested in what it is you're working on. And sometimes your job is like that. Find something you're interested in, man. You can make money off anything, you know. Exactly. And uh, yeah. just recently what I'm about to do with with uh, my business and my finances is tumbling through because like when somebody puts you, when somebody puts a number on the piece of paper and they're like, this is what you have to say. It's like, all right, shit, you know, like <laughs> I didn't think it was going to cost us much, but so here we are, right at the table. And uh, it's better to have those, those uh, problems than, I don't know, something else. I'd hate to fucking complain about not being able to eat or have water that I could drink, you know, like, there are people, man, I don't even want to. Shout out Palestine, man. Y'all better stop playing with them niggas. Straight up, man. Like, there's a lot of shitty shit going on in the world right now. And um, I think that, that touches back on being able to document things, you know? A lot of things may not be as interesting to other folks, but shit has been documented for a long ass time. You know, that's why we're watching shit to this day. So I, I have this book by Edgar Allan Poe, and... I remember reading, he never really was successful in his life. He was like one of those artists that after they had passed, their work was like mentionable. And uh, you see where his shit has gone. And maybe your work isn't seeing the light of day today, but sometimes we all feel like that. And then we'll be reminded that, yo, you got some classics and then you got some bangers. I have videos that I've produced for a long ass time ago. And I hear stories about how people will say, you know what this motherfucker said? He said, this is your best video. At least I have favorite videos of mine. Like, I never used to be able to say that. You know, so that's humbling as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, just the family, keeping me, keeping me 10 toes down to be able to, to be able to show the love, you know, like to be able to still have my parents uh, in my life and my little sister and my older brothers. My older brother was just here. He just lit. And um, they, they see what I do and they may not have any idea on how this shit comes together or any idea of how cool this shit is and it's that in itself is like wow how do y'all not know i'm nice you know like i live with y'all and <laughs> for my for my one of my older brothers to be like the nano primero studios i don't really like the name i'll be like mom 
nigga, I'm already selling clothes. What do you mean? You don't like the name? It's already gone. Like, you know, it's way past that. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of back and forth with people that you don't have to have that back and forth with, but just know they want the best for you as well. You know? So, um, that, that's humbling too, man. Cause like my, my nephew and my niece will be here and they don't know how cool their fucking uncle is. You know, that's the craziest thing. And I don't care to tell them they're going to find out. You know? Oh man. I love that. That was, that was beautifully said, man. Like that just, it's, it's, it's great to have that, especially on the family side of it. Like my mom has always been my number one supporter still to this day. Uh, like shout out moms. I love you. She's, she's been like everything as far as my just, support and like the foundation to help get me into this spot you know and same thing with my dad as well um it is humbling sometimes when you when you realize that you're one thing that i've noticed right i always tell my family my mom my dad and my brother i'll tell them i said hey yo i'm working on this thing you know and it's it's always like some shit it's always some big shit like i'm working on matrix i'm working on shang chi i'm working with kendrick big sean whatever one thing that I notice, right, and I don't, and I don't look at it as a bad thing. But one thing that I notice is, is when I tell them that, they don't have like a really crazy, huge expression or vocalization of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that used to bother me, but then I realized, you know what? I think the thing is, is that they kind of knew that I was going to do this shit from the beginning. So like, it's not like a surprise. Like it's like, yo, we know that our son, that my little brother, whatever is going to be the man is the man and he's going to help not just himself get to a spot but us as a family and all this kind of shit get to a certain spot so i think they don't they they look at it, it that's kind of humbling to me knowing that it's not always like a crazy expression they're like yo fuck i just worked on this i just did this i just did that like it's just a genuine proud like we know that you are going to do this shit we believe in you and we support you and and i love that and my, my mom and dad have always been there to support. I feel like they're the ones that don't ever, like, have not really never shown me to, like, support. My older brother, Roosevelt, shout out to Roosevelt. Uh, like, I remember one time he told me, he told me, I forget when he told me this. This is, like, way after, like, college. Like, I graduated from college. And I remember because him, him, my brother, or excuse me, him, my mom, and his wife uh, dropped me off in Florida. And uh, I remember he told me, he's like, man, honestly, when we dropped you off, he's like, I didn't think he was going to do it. I was like, man, he probably going to drop out and come back to Indiana and all this kind of stuff and all this kind of shit. I forget when he told me this, but when he told me that part of me was very surprised, but then part of me wasn't because like, you know, and I love my brother. So this is not disrespect on him in any way, but like I, I, I've, I've come to that conclusion even now to this day with the stuff that I've done that. Sometimes your family's not always going to believe in the shit that you do or understand or give a fuck what you do until it really somewhat directly impacts them or they see that they see how big it fucking is. And they like, holy shit, he's he's a part of this thing, you know, and um, I feel like, you know, that was that was kind of humbling to me, too. And I think it was humbling for him as well to realize that he was fucking wrong. (laughs) But like. It was humbling for me to hear that because it was like, damn, someone who I'm so close to didn't really didn't think I was going to do it. But then I but at the same time that, that it humbled me because I shouldn't just always expect that for people who are like who love me and, and all that kind of shit. I, I, I shouldn't expect that from people. And I think that's what kind of ends up, you know, has made me kind of grow sometimes a little bit of resentment for a lot of people is I expect motherfuckers to support my shit like who are close nah. to me. But it's like, not going down like that. 
Yeah, it doesn't work. Like, you want some of my love? It's not going down. Like, but, um, <laughs> are you allowed to? Are you allowed to talk on that on your work with Kendrick? A, a little bit, and I, I'm I'm definitely gonna talk about that just a little bit because I don't know when the fuck that video will come out. Um, but I am gonna talk about well, it. My question for that really was like, so you go to your mom and you're like, hey, mom, I work with Kendrick. Like, what the fuck did you say? So on that project, right? So it was crazy, man. Like, I remember I texted you. I sent you a message on Instagram and I, I forget what had happened. I think I was either asking you about the podcast at that time or we were just talking about some shit. And like, I was going through some shit. I was having a very fucking like terrible July, like a completely. <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's it, man. I, I went to Colorado with my homies, Brandon Akers and Brandon Spalding and Dylan Belcher, who all have been seen on the, on the channel, blog channel when that was a blog channel. Shout out to all my homies out there. Uh, my hometown homies, but we all went to Colorado it was a really good time, really fun. But when I got back, I felt like shit just felt like a domino effect. I was going through just stupid ass shit. Like my car had got broken into before Colorado. My car had got broken into in Oakland, which happens a lot in Oakland. Motherfuckers get their cars broken into a lot. But my car got broken into and I was hella mad about that. Had to get my back window fixed. Didn't even steal shit, but it just broke my shit. Um, had to get that fixed. Then when I came back from Colorado, I left my car at my, homie, uh, my homie's apartment complex. And then when I come back, my side mirrors busted off my damn car. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? God damn. You know, <laughs> Not a good day, then, yeah. And then like, I was also pretty much like kind of broke. Cause I spent hella money and like all these checks and money from clients and shit like that were, you know, usually on like a lot of big productions, it takes like a net 30 sometimes, or I think if it's invoice, it comes a little quick. I forget how that shit usually goes, but sometimes a lot of stuff is on a net 30. So, you know, you don't get your check until 30 days after the production ends or whatever, or the, yeah. So, you know, that sucks. So I didn't have a whole lot of money. And then, you know, I had to get my mirror fixed and it took a long time for my insurance to get that shit fixed. And then I was like, damn, and then my apartment like situation, like I was like, I didn't think I was going to move into this apartment. Now, as people are watching this, I have moved into my apartment. I am into, I am in my old spot in Vallejo, California, but I have moved into my own studio apartment. I'm so fucking excited about that. Can't wait to move. Hey. Anyway, um, didn't, didn't think I was going to get the apartment. So I'm still searching for that. And then the funniest thing, right, when it comes to humility, I had asked this girl out on a date, <laughs> right? And you're going to laugh at this shit, but I asked this girl out on a date, and she's a filmmaker too. She's someone who's a really, she's a really well-known, like people really love her work, and, and she's a great actor and stuff too. Shout out to her um, if you happen to be listening and watching this. But I asked her out on a date. <laughs> no, nah, she's, she's cool people, but like I asked her out on a date, and I was filming a music video at the time in Santa Cruz. And the, we were in like this line to go into this uh, so the artist could get on this merry-go-round. And I was like going to be filming off to the side. And I saw the message on my like Apple Watch popped up and she denied me, basically. She denied me in a very nice way, right? But I remember when, she, when I saw the message, <laughs> I looked up, right? And, I, and, and behind the merry-go, behind the carousel was this picture of a clown. And oh, I looked, bro. I looked at this shit. God dang. I looked at it and like it was looking directly at me. And I swear, bro, like on some like on some really surreal type shit. I swear this motherfucker said, "Now you know what it feels like to be me." <laughs> and bro, that was that was a humiliating, but also a very funny. Like I did laugh in my head about that. Like I did laugh about that. But yeah, you gotta laugh them all straight up. I felt like I was going through such a shitty time. And I wasn't working either. Like during that, during a lot of that period of that time, I didn't have a whole lot of work until that music video. And then I started to get a little bit more work at that time. So I had worked on a commercial. 
Um, I worked on a commercial shoot and uh, I worked with this first AD named Jason Halley. Shout out to Jason Halley. Uh, he's somebody who I had met only once, but he's like a legend here in the Bay because this dude has been like a, an AD in a lot of the Fast and Furious movies and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he was the first AD on Kendrick Lamar's All Right music video, which is a fucking legendary music video. One of the best music videos ever, in my opinion. And he was the first AD on that. So I asked him, I was like, yo, like you worked with Kendrick. How was that? Like, what was that experience? Like all this kind of stuff that he told me the experience. It was great. Da, 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 whatever. So it was crazy too at the same time. And I was like, awesome. Then later that same exact day, that same exact day, I get a call from this first AD who I worked with um, named Travis Knight. Shout out Travis. Travis is an amazing dude. Shout out to him. Uh, I worked with him on a on a short film for Misty Copeland, who's a very big like ballerina dancer. Look her up; she's fucking incredible. I was a second second AD on that. That was my first second second AD position. He called me up and said, "Hey, I got this job, and it's a Kendrick job." Now, I like had to stop him because I thought he I thought he like I thought I heard him say Kendrick, but I was like, "Are you for real?" And I asked him, and you know, basically it's NDA, so he's not really supposed to say, it, but he's like, "Hey." Kendrick Lamar. And I'm like, huh? He said his first cousin, you know, Baby Keen. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> premonition, bro. I'm talking about premonition. Yeah, brother, speak English. <laughs> <laughs> premonition. This dude, I spoke about Jason Hall, spoke to Jason Halley about the Kendrick video. Something that I knew when I met this dude, I wanted to ask him about. And mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar has been one of my heroes forever. We've been listening to Kendrick fucking since like 2010 2011 2009 and to that same exact day i get asked to work with the dude i said yes i'm doing it i got off that job i was on drove out to la the very next fucking day worked on that shit i met kendrick that shit was insane he was the first and only celebrity where i kind of did not know what the fuck to say to the dude I kept repeating myself. I just kept saying, it's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor. I just kept saying that shit every time I would see him. But like, that was insane. And Baby Keem was hella cool too. Baby Keem was actually a really cool ass dude. Um, I fuck with Baby Keem. But that was just, and, and also working with Dave Free. If you know who Dave Free is, he's the director of that music video. Dave Free has been with Kendrick since the beginning of his career. Um, you know, they all had their company, PG Lang, together. So that was just really cool to be a part of that and to meet these people. And I'm like, holy shit. Like that brought me to a moment to where I, it was very humbling, but also very grateful because I was like, holy shit, yo, this little ass black boy from Angola, Indiana got an opportunity of a fucking lifetime. I got to, I got a chance to cross off a life, like a lifeline, a life goal, kind of like to meet right Kendrick and work with Kendrick Lamar. And now I'm just waiting for J. Cole. <laughs> and Major bucket that's the thing too. Like even, even with the J. Cole situation, um, I don't know if you know who the rapper, his name is Mez. Shout out to Mez. Dude is amazing. Rapper from, from North Carolina as well. Um, he directed, uh, what the fuck is that song from Cole? How am I forgetting it? Uh, Middle Child. He directed the Middle Child music video and he directed the Amari music video. And I got a chance to send Mez my, my you know, short film Black Rose Wanders, which is coming out very soon, hopefully. Um, I got to send him that. He saw it and he said, yo, this is Black, Black Rose Wanders is a vibe. And that was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm that close. I'm close to, I'm close. So it's like to knock off those type of things, felt, it feels great. You know what I mean? And when I told my mom that to get to back to your regular question, my mom, it still was like a, 
kind of like like oh oh wow that's really cool but then like when it was done <laughs> my mom, my, <laughs> you know what i mean my, mom, my mom's a little bit older so you know but she listened to kendrick my mom my mom has the Tapima Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, and the damn CDs in her car. She'd be listening to them shits. So, like, okay. my mom was like, like when it was done, my mom was like, "I'm so proud of you." Like the fact that the fact that you're you're knocking off these goals and shit. And then even my cousin Hilton Day, shout out to Hilton, who is who is my mentor out here and all that stuff, and has done some incredible shit out here. He's the man out here. Like he's the man. Like he just told me yesterday, like, "Yo, I'm proud of you. You're moving at you're moving at a very good pace." Keep going. Like, yeah. Yes, sir. All of that shit, all the all the positive reinforcements that get kind of pop, tossed to me, that kind of feels humbling because it kind of because it reminds me at the same time that I am not necessarily where I want to be. And when I see when I see like my my homies do a lot of dope shit, that is humbling too. Because yeah, I, like we we all have different outlooks. Like you said, you want to be on bigger productions and all that shit, and it, it's amazing. But I also see the shit that you're doing, like building off like a real a real brand for DPS in a way that I haven't expanded SW films to that shit is humbling and just inspiring as well, because it's like, man, this is, this is like dope to see my homies get it. And like seeing, seeing that as, as an example helps me kind of realize, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to stop always thinking I'm like, I'm the shit for sure. But sometimes I got to like level the ego down and remember that there's still shit that I need to get done. And it's good to see it. So those are humbling moments for me um being a part of that you know i think those that humility is like beautiful to have and uh it's, it's really good that you've like gotten you gotten to gotten to this level that you're at and continuing to fucking grow and it's only getting cr- fucking crazier from here the do-rag is only going to get more swayed from here <laughs> more velvet, you know that you know what i'm saying if you see that if you know if you know you know it's like you know what, I mean? you know what i'm saying so to end off this podcast, I just have two quick little questions before we get to get to getting out of here. One question is, what is the last movie you've seen in theaters or just in general? And because, uh, you know, this is this podcast is called The Excellent Podcast. And what it is based off is a cinematic excellence. But besides cinematic excellence, it's always, you know, excellent people. But this is, you know, I, I run a film production. Oh, you know what I watch? I watch uh, Resident Evil, the last chapter. Shout out Resident Evil series. I love fucking Resident Evil. I was in DR and my uncle was like, what do you want to watch? <laughs> I'm going to put on Netflix, my nigga. He's like, oh, I don't know. Netflix don't really have nothing on there. I'm not. Let's see. Maybe the kids know more than me. Yeah. Go on that bitch. See Resident Evil. I already know the deal. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you're watching, if you watch Resident Evil or Silent Hill, but those are like, when you talk about like what I want to be doing, kind of deliver like that you know like that's that's a company that's going to be around for a long time it's not just like a one and done so to be able to make a series um an abundance of work under your belt that you could like call this is a body of work that that i produce you know like people walk away with careers that they've been in in positions for like who knows how long you know and you want to be able to bring that to the next table you know you you could you could build yourself as you go, you know, like you could continue to work on, on yourself all day, but there, there are other people out there that need your resources. And once they see what it is that you're capable of, they're going to tune in, you know, and it may not all be the same thing. There's a lot of people that look at what I do and they're like, oh, I like his live shows. I just like when he takes selfies and who really knows why people are going to gravitate towards you. Um, but be able to diversify yourself because 
to be able to make a commercial about me wearing some clothes or me <laughs> playing basketball or whatever, just to be able to outsource different types of talents. I don't know if you saw that at the end of my commercials or at the end of my more previous work, I've been ending it with like a claymation. And that's not something that I, I've been like, that's I didn't deep. know nothing about that until I did it. You know, like that's some real Nickelodeon. So go, go get inspired by whatever it is that you've always been inspired by, you know, like um, everything's been done already, you know, like go, go find shit you fuck with, do it again. So best believe when you see me make a Resident Evil type movie or a Silent Hill, like big creepy vibes, it, it had, we talked about it today, you know? So yeah. last movie I, I watched was uh, Resident Evil last chapter. Awesome. Awesome movie. Yeah. Last movie for me was The Green Knight, which literally came out like this Friday that just came out. Very, very good movie. Very amazing. Shout out David Lowry, who is a great director and very versatile in the shit he's directed. That dude went from directing a ghost story with Casey Affleck, then directing Pete's Dragon, a very child ass like movie, and then directing Green Knight, which was kind of some wild shit. Very good movie. Um, then the last question is. Since you also work with at Amazon too, how do you feel about Jeff Bezos going to space? <laughs> oh man, I thought there was a petition to make sure he stayed out there, or there was other people <laughs> saying like, when he comes back in, let's just not act like we know who he is, you know. And that's all cool, but like, <laughs> I think uh, people in that position, like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and high-ranking officials in the government. No one's saying that they have to be here to please you. Like, yeah, they have a lot of money, but because he he made that initial investment doesn't mean that he owes you that today. And a lot of people think, oh man, Jeff, we only get paid 15.50. What the fuck? You know, like, motherfucker, you're only pushing boxes. You know, like, you're only worth what you're doing. So you have to bring more knowledge to the table. And when I tell you I have music videos that I've made with managers at Amazon, keep selling. You feel me? Like, this is not stop. So I have to really let these people know that like this this isn't this isn't it, you know. And uh, for people to try to sell you on that, and be like, man, you just work a little harder. Man, I work hard as shit, you know. Like for anybody to tell you otherwise, they you, they're not worth the time that you you might not see that your time is suitable with those people, you know. It's yeah. not uh, anything personal, but um, yeah, working at Amazon. I think Jeff Bezos has done a lot of good things uh, for us to be able to do what it is we do. Now, don't get me wrong, it's difficult every day, every freaking day, but at the end of the day, you have to decide what it is you want to do. And when I go to work and I tell myself like, all right, well, you don't want to work no more. You don't want to lace up your boots anymore and go to work. You better have something you're going to do, you know? So until that day, I'm going to continue to tie up my boots and every other day of the week that I have off, go crazy, GPS go crazy you know so that's really where, where i'll be spending my time like i think a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to and this is something that i'm uh guilty of is i, I spend a lot of time editing or shooting the video and reality you should spend a lot more of your day trying to formulate how it is you want to do this shit and working on possible leads because you could work with the same people for the rest of your life but if you put together a nice body of work and have a real estate portfolio video to be able to show somebody and a movie real estate portfolio reels then you could bring it to a lot of different clients and maybe they don't want to pay what you're asking for but at least your name's in the hat you know and if they don't want to pay the price it's all good man it's all good yeah 
1,000, bro. That's what's up. That's just, I, I like that. I think I feel like there's definitely some people who might because there's so many people who do not like Jeff Bezos. So <laughs> some people might disagree, but, but I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I mean, bro. I, I think I'm real. telling you right now, there's a lot of people that are going to be like, at what whatever opinion Jeff Bezos might have on whatever it may be. I'm not a Jeff Bezos fanatic. I just see that I I have health insurance. You know, my 401k looks good right now. So whatever he's doing to better my time there, because I don't plan on working on Amazon forever, but they taking care of me while I'm there. And I'm not taking no type of disrespect. I'm always taking charge. Shout out Big Sean. No cap. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Shout out Big Sean. I love it. All right. Tell tell everybody, man, where they can find you, where they can find DPS. Uh let everyone give everyone your socials and and uh yes, sir. So my uh name is Anadari Santana. I'm the CEO of Dinetta Primera Studios. And so somebody wants to fucking take that seat away from me type shit, you know. And um you can find me on everything. Go on Google and type in Anadari and you'll see it's E N D A. I got the E-N-E-D-A-W-R-Y on anything, you know, and you'll find me. And uh in, man, tap in. If you want some work, obviously. <laughs> oh, shit. My, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. The, the time. Yo, my fault. Now, I've been meaning to tell you my laptop was about to die, but we was just caught in conversation. Oh, your, your laptop died? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was me because I had picked a time from 12 to or from 10 to 12 and i thought the time is what fucked it up but your laptop died okay good good point oh you thought the zoom now nah, yeah we straight all right we back oh yeah but at anadari on fucking everything check in <laughs> check out the word <laughs> i know it's gonna look a little different but here we are you know sure, and uh sure. if you want to check out the merch you're going crazy we have uh some teas left everything else is sold out but that's another thing, man. I'm very excited for the for the new season of all this shit because I'm working on uh on mock-ups right now and it's exciting, bro. Like I was saying, to be able to to be able to mix match the DPS and wear my clothes, like you wearing the yeah, wearing the Supreme T is cool and all, but my t-shirts feel a little you know, feel like home, you know. So yes, sir. It's just a good feeling. Yeah, that's what's up. Nah, man, I love it, dude. You've been doing an amazing job. You already know how proud I am of you. And you already know, man, you my motherfucking brother for life. So like I can't wait. To, I can't wait till we actually get a chance to like, you know, merge together and do some shit. And it's definitely gonna happen. Um, it's definitely gonna happen. I do want to make my way out to Florida pretty soon. I'll be letting you know when when I can do that, when the fuck when I'm hoping to do it probably this year by the end of the year. So I'm trying to do some crazy shit. When me and Stefan have a project, oh man, Bro. I feel bad for these niggas. Nobody can post that week. Nobody's about yeah, to do shit, nah. man. They got a seven. <laughs> Yeah, nigga, it's like we drank or something. Don't drop when we drop. Up. No like, cap. We off the way, and that's for anyone in the way. Come on now. Yes, sir. My man, thank you, bro. I appreciate. I appreciate my brother. Doing. Thank you for your time, brother. Straight up. Sorry we couldn't make this happen earlier, but I'm glad to be able to have even opportunity because, like, you interviewing me, my nigga. I feel like I should be interviewing you. You feel me? So, hopefully, next time I'm on the show. I have a lot more shit to talk about and we're a lot more uh, well-rounded with what it is that we're doing. You know? Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Thank you everybody for listening and joining on the podcast. This very first episode, I appreciate all the love and me, and I hope that you guys continue to uh, listen in and watch the podcast. Once again, I'm Stefan Whitaker, your cinematic host, the head honcho of SW films. You can follow me on Instagram, RKL 96, A-R-K-E-L 96. 
and SW Films Production on Instagram as well for my production company. And uh, hit the link tree. You're going to find a bunch of different shit on there. That's all my socials. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. So, Make sure y'all subscribe, man. Make sure y'all subscribe, too.